0: Relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So
1: let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture but change culture. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. I definitely just forgot the intro for a second. I hope you can't like tell like in my head I like kind of glitched. Um, But we're all good now. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Um, If this is your first time listening to this podcast, that's what you'll get. You'll get real honest and um, fun, unedited, unedited conversation except for the parts that we do edit yes except for the parts that we do edit it is all unedited um, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better it's like huge flubs or like if it's like a glitch like a legit glitch not yeah like a brain glitch but like a glitch in the connection then we'll add it yeah um if this is your first time listening, also, too, we talk a lot about faith and femininity, and this is going to be your new favorite podcast. So go ahead and make sure you have subscribed and you have all the notifications on because you're going to love the podcast. And i like, oh, my God, this is so great. Where has this been all my life? Um, So go ahead and do that. <laughs> um, but anyway, Freeman, how is life? Anything exciting going on right now?
0: Well, I'm 22. woo 22, ooh-ooh. Your Taylor Swift That's gear. Right. So, what's that? Your Taylor Swift gear. I know, I know. So I'm really hyped about that. Obviously, it's still birthday week. Yes. So whatever I say goes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm really riding that wave right now. Let's see what else. As you should. Yes. Also, this was a really fun weekend because not only did I turn 22, but TOG had its three-year birthday party. Yes. So yes. yes a lot of just momentous events the last few days and it's just been really nice. It's raining here really really hard which is cozy but also kind of sad for people who aren't experiencing a cozy summer rain. They're experiencing a lot worse right now so our prayers are with folks that have experienced this hurricane and um the people of Florida. Yeah, it's been a really wild last few days but I'm safe, warm, happy, healthy, and glad to be here. So I've missed the podcast. I feel bad that we weren't able to do last week, and I was barely able to do this week. No free-for-all this week either, folks, because school just kicked back in, school and work, and I got a gym membership, and I'm trying to make new friends. So it's been really crazy. And my mom's coming out to visit it's been a lot. So, how are you, tomorrow? Mallory? It's good to see you.
1: Yes, you too. Um, I'm good. This weekend, like two seconds. I'm just going to talk about this real quick. This weekend, the party that we had, and like so many random people messaged me, um, about the podcast was really rejuvenating. Um, the podcast is hard work, and mm-hmm. it just it feels really good to know that people care and people are listening um, because yeah, I am not doing it for me. I mean, obviously I love talking. So, you know, even if it somehow we get down to six listeners, I probably still would for, for funsies, but it just, it was yeah. very reassuring like, okay, yeah, this is going in the right direction. Like mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very happy and content with the direction that we're going in. And it's just it's Monday two episodes scheduled it was really i yeah. just need that new spark that new oomph going uh recorded two episodes mm-hmm. yes scheduled to be recorded on tuesday uh wow we're recording tonight on wednesday like we have some really good content coming to you guys and um i am just very grateful for everybody that listens like seriously like I it, this is an indie podcast for those that don't know. I'm sure it looks like this big podcast. I'm sure you guys think we're backed by like millionaires. We're not. I, I know. I know. Shocking. We're not. Um, it's a very indie podcast, and indie podcasts don't last this long. Um, so I just feel very grateful that we still have listeners and we have people who genuinely like the community and who are on our app, which you should join. Um, And yeah, that I'm just, I'm very, very grateful and I'm excited. There's a lot of things like, I think I talked about this on the episode that's coming out Tuesday, two things that I really like when I sit down and I think about what the direction I want to do, I want to entertain, obviously, because it originally started Mm -hmm. off as a podcast for girls like us girls who just kind of wanted to hear pop culture fun stories uh maybe like relationship stuff but not actually like you don't want to hear someone's full-on sescapades like that's that's <laughs> old, that's dead and it started off as just kind of like that po- I couldn't find that podcast so I was like I'll just make it myself like that's how I started off so entertain and educate like I really do want when you listen to our Tuesday's episodes with all of our interviews I really do want you to get something out of it and something that you can like share with your friends, something you can share with your family. And if it's something that has a call to action, something that you're able to actually do. So those are like yeah. just the two main goals that I have. And I'm really excited to be like tapping into that. And that kind of leads me to this um, past Tuesday's episode. So the, uh, the Tuesday, Tuesday before this episode comes out, <laughs> um, I, I, release an episode i did with christian turner and she discussed um the Mm. trial of the five pro lifers who are who were found guilty now that we know um as the time of this recording we know they're found guilty of um violation of the face act and conspiracy so we talked about that we talked about what rescue actually is and we talked about um what are ways that we can help um it is very it was a very good episode i learned some things in that super episode. super powerful yes and i think it's just something that if you are pro-life you need to listen to it um and then you need yeah. to share with all your other pro-life friends because i think that we just don't know we don't know what we don't know and um mm-hmm. yeah so tuesday's episodes are typically going to be like that maybe not as heavy um this upcoming tuesday's episode is not as heavy um Kind of the exact opposite. Um, but, okay. um, you know, that's what our Tuesday episodes are. They're more of like an interview style. But anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. And that was kind of the highlight other than doing this. That was kind of the highlight of the week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I feel like we should probably get started. We have a lot to discuss today. Oh,
0: and that was a good segue into our new segment called did you hear
1: yes we have a new segment and this new segment is going to be brought to you by oh so sorry i just remembered one thing i want to talk about dang that would have been a i should have talked about this before because that segue would have been perfect um <laughs> i want to talk about there is a conference it is the black woman in pro-life black history month conference and sneaker ball so this will be february 9th um and february 10th In Stone Mountain, Georgia, I am super excited to be part of this. I'm part of the planning, and I'm also um going to be speaking, and we're those are girls are going to have a table. So I'm encouraging everyone listening to come. I this is so 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 important. We have discussed, as I'm sure, if you're pro life, you've heard the statistics of how abortion affects the Black community. So I think just having a a conference this is the first conference of its kind. There's never been a, a like a pro life conference. For, um black people that this has never happened before so this is going to be the very first one of its kind and um it's so needed and it's gonna be men and women which i think is fabulous when i was mm-hmm. when we were kind of discussing this in my head i was like oh it will probably just be women but then you know more people talked and it was like I love the idea of men and women because at the end of the day, like it is a men's and a women's issue. Like it is something Mm -hmm. that we need to come together and people need to see strong men standing up. So some of the speakers are going to be Alveda King. She is Martin Luther King Jr.'s Mm -hmm. niece. Um, You guys know we love Christina Bennett um, and Trené she um spoke at the last was it the last march yes the last march for life um she's a young she's on the state legislator in connecticut my age she's class 2013 i'm pretty sure 2014 anyway she's my age and she is and she is a fierce defender of life and get this you guys she's also a democrat so it's very like which you know blows her mind she's pro-left democrat and she's black and a woman so it's just such a like. Mm-hmm. Ah. she's amazing amazing speaker need to have her on the podcast in general and oh Benjamin Watson is also um, going to be a speaker and if you don't know who he is, because I certainly didn't for a long time. He used to be a famous football player. So now he's, um speaks on family and things like that. So it's really exciting. Yeah. If you're listening and you're interested in coming, reach out to me. Um, Hopefully, we'll do like a giveaway or something closer to the time. We'll yeah. figure out how to do all that. But if you're interested in coming, I really, really would love you to come. And I think it was just going to be a great conference. There's a sneaker ball. I'm not really a sneaker girly, but... I love a ball, so obviously I'll show up. Um, and I'll just have to find some cute <laughs> pink sneakers. Um, but yeah, so want to tell you guys about that. Uh oh, and merch. This shirt, it says other girls in the Barbie font. Um, we have this emotional support water bottle, um, and just so many other things. Oh, and that what are those tumbler, tiny tumbler, it is with the Barbie Other Girls font. Mm -hmm. We just have a bunch of things that you guys should definitely check out. You help us pay for things. You help us reach people. You help us do this podcast. All right. Enough of my chit-chatting. Let us get to our new segment called, Did You Hear? This is a segment where, you know, sometimes a lot happens in a week and sometimes it doesn't. But when a lot does happen in the week, it's like, I want to tell you guys, but then it's like, um, we already have too many stories, or at least acknowledge that we know this exists. Exactly, exactly, and it's just quick, which is my jewelry store, which is all things. So, first thing is did oh, and this is brought to you by the pink rose. The jewelry that I'm wearing is literally from the website. Super cute. You can use the code other girls10 at shopthepinkrose.com to get 10% off. Okay, so the first one is you hear about the Spain soccer chief, Lu- Luis Rubiales. I butchered that, but you know what i talking about. Rubiales. So um, FIFA just suspended him. But essentially, oh. yes. So he, once Spain won, the women's team won the World Cup, I want to say it's been two weeks now, everybody's cheering, you know, everybody's jumping. yeah, we did it, we did it. He walks up to one of the members or like everybody's hugging and everything and it's like a line. He takes one of the members faces and literally kisses her on the lips. When me and my dad saw that, uh, we went, what? Because <laughs> It was just like, uh, was like you know, in, other, in America we don't do it as much, but in other countries we do the Mwah, mwah, on the cheek, on the side. Uh-huh. But no, he like literally went and Mwah, on the lips. So she said it wasn't consensual and her and a bunch of other people wrote a letter and they are saying that they are not um, going to play for them anymore. They're not going to play for them anymore. Oh my Until gosh. he is fired. So that's one side of the story. Other side of the story is he said he's not stepping down. And then his mother is going on a hunger strike because she doesn't like how her son is being treated. Okay. That's one of the things that happened this week. Okay. Another thing that happened this week is it was released. Um, they released that the OnlyFans owner. Everyone, I'm gonna give you a minute. Guess how much the OnlyFans owner makes in a day. Now, OnlyFans, for those that doesn't that don't know, we've discussed it many a time, is a platform where women um are their own bosses, kinda like an MLM, and uh they're able to put explicit images of themselves on this website and men pay
0: Guess how much the okay only- i guess i guess five thousand dollars a day oh
1: no much 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 higher guess a higher number
0: a hundred thousand
1: he makes one million dollars a day he made one what? million dollars a day in 2022 let me tell you this the average only fans Creator makes $180 a month.
0: Hmm. He is a pimp. Worth it? Or could you do DoorDash (laughs) an extra two hours a week?
1: I mean, I feel like I, I just mind blown my so two thoughts when i first heard uh well not necessarily discuss it but like really like i'll say this super quick two thoughts when i first heard that first one is like a million dollars how many people are signed up for this only like mm-hmm. a million dollars a day you guys a million dollars a day some of us will never even have a million dollars in our entire life a million dollars okay a i day.
0: i read that that was not even including his salary that stop was a million it. dollars in bonuses stop it
1: I don't want to hear. Stop it! That wasn't even his full salary. Stop it, right there. No, that
0: was a million dollars a day in bonuses.
1: Men, are you okay? Because the (laughs) thing is, men are funding this, and I posted this, and someone was like, "Well, you know, girls sign up too." Okay, sure, but let's be honest. Who? Like, come on, stop kidding yourself. Wait,
0: are they? Wait, somebody said girls.
1: Girls sign up too. Girls are paying for OnlyFans too
0: which we pay for what other girls that's
1: what this person was saying and i'm not gonna i'm sure there are girls who signed up let's be sure but like let's also be honest and say it is majority (laughs) men i just buying women yes so i cannot i don't know what to say um we did discuss a little bit about the um face act i will link that episode um in the description just so you can listen to it and then it, so you're able to share it and then i saw this really uh nice reel uh oop, wrong link um i saw this really nice reel that i want to share with you guys everybody's constantly asking like how do you get to have so many friends why do you have so many friends Um, just joking but people ask you that <laughs> well people like not, we constantly, but yeah, people have asked me about like oh, wow. how to make friends, and like it seems like I have a lot. Of people have said, but like, okay, I, I'm i like making a joke, and like I don't mean it in the cocky way. Like it's just it's a random. Thing no, no, happened. no, okay.
0: that's that's interesting. Nobody's ever asked me how to make friends, but probably because I don't have too many. I'm just kidding. I have a lot. I mean, not a lot, anyways. <laughs>
1: what <laughs> This unedited podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> well, all that to say, um I saw this great reel, and it's something that I need to work on because I always want to be a better friend. We all go through moments where, well, he's out. Not we all. I'll say for myself, I go through moments where I kind of like isolate myself just because I'm working through something, and I don't just don't want to be a bummer around people. So I kind of just like mm-hmm. isolate myself. But I do want to make sure that when I do come back out into the world and everything that I am being a good friend. So this is something I saw. People are asking all the time. So I think this is a good thing. So this is by Ashley.Morgan.Jackson on Instagram. It says, be the Christian friend who looks for her gifts and and calls them out in her. Cheers for her to be all God has created her. Reminds her how far God has brought her. Says, girl, you better walk into that room that God sent you there. Praise for her <laughs> behind her back, lets her be honest about her fears, and speaks God's truth over her when she doubts. I think these are good Christian friend qualities, and I think this is, like, a way to, like, like, if you're treating people that way, people are going to want to be your friend.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So, I hope you heard it. I love that. I need to work on words of affirmation, because a lot of times I recognize people's gifts, and I think they know how I feel about them. Like, Elise... At our boot camp, she was, like, the first person to, like, help roll out mats. Like, help set up. And it just, like, really stuck with me. And I didn't tell her. And, like, I didn't say anything because I assumed, like, maybe she knew I noticed it and appreciated it. But, like, I need to work on that. So this was a great reminder.
1: Yes. And I want to also say what is your love language i think that that's mm-hmm. something we can also remember um so like when you're in a relationship with someone you need to learn the other person's relation their love language so that you can do their love language to them and they should learn yours Blah blah, blah. yeah but i think in a friendship i think that you don't have to be i mean it's good to learn that other person's love language but eventually people will show it. So like one thing that someone pointed out to me, um, actually she had recently met me and she said something like, your love language is you, you like to help people, something like that. Because I hmm. do, I like to make sure, you know, for I'll just use an example. Like for my friend's birthday, um, I like went through all the lists of the things that we needed because I know she likes the big things and like she likes the balloons and all this other stuff. So, you know, I went through to make sure because that, like, that's how I feel like helpful Mm. and i feel like i'm loving someone and uh, i for a friend's baby shower i went and i got i was like looking up all the things i got some of the um some of the games and like that's how i feel as if i'm showing someone i love them i might not be able to do like you know i I can't buy her a stroller but i i can you know print out some games i can you know tell my mom hey do you at your store do you have a blah blah type of thing so i can i can do that so like whatever love language, that's not helping people. That is gifts. That's that's my love language. So that's how I try to do things mm-hmm. for people. Um, and I think that when you are doing that, like, when you are kind of consistent with that, that also just shows people like, hey, this person cares, you know? Yeah. So. For sure. All right. Are you ready for our main stories. That was the segment called, Did You Hear? We'll try to do these every week. Um, if you have something quick or something cool that happened in your life or in your town, don't take this the wrong way, but something that's, like, relevant um, that happened. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> if you lost a tooth, that's fantastic. That if your child loses a tooth, if you lose a tooth, that's a little strange. If your child loses a tooth, we're happy for them and we will cheer them on, but I don't know if that's something to share on the podcast. But something, like, you know, exciting happens in your town or something let us know we can maybe use it for the did you hear segment are you ready no (laughs) and here we go okay our first story actually comes out of our hometown charlotte okay so this article is brought to you by carolina journal the charlotte school system sues social media companies over mental health crisis The Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board is suing owners of major social media platforms for contributing to a mental health crisis among American children. Close to 200 school districts across the country have filed similar complaints. A federal judge is scheduled to address the company's motions to dismiss similar complaints. The company's claim of the conduct targeted in the lawsuit is protected under Federal Section 230. The Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board is suing major companies for contributing to the mental health crisis. The board filed its 184-page complaint Thursday, last Thursday, in the U.S. District Court for North Carolina's Western District. The suit targets owners of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube. Defendants include Meta and Google. The Wall Street Journal reported in July that nearly 200 school districts across the country have filed similar suits. The Greensboro-based attorneys representing CMS told the Charlotte Observer last Friday that other districts in North Carolina plan to file suit. Quote, American children are suffering an unprecedented mental health crisis fueled by defendants' addictive and dangerous social media products. In the past decade, Americans' engagement with social media grew exponentially, nowhere more dramatically than among our country's youth. That explosion in the usage is no accident. It is a result of the defendant's studied efforts to induce young people to compulsively use their products, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, and YouTube, and the defendants have grown not just their user base, but the frequency in which the users use their platform, and the time each user spends on their platform. End quote.
0: So, do you mm. want me to go first, or you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. So,
1: I so when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, look at Charlotte trying to do something good." Okay. Mm-hmm. Where I am, so okay i also agree that what has social media done in the last 20-ish years Mm -hmm. has transformed the world i mean Mm -hmm. we are not the same mentally Mm -hmm. physically socially emotionally heck even spiritually sexually sexually um you know i was trying to think about one more lee but we're not the same we're just not the same intellectually intellectually because of social media and this is not a good thing a lot there is a lot of positives that come out of social media you probably found this podcast because of social media that's a positive some people totally um People are finding their spouses because of Mm -hmm. social media. Finding God. Um, That's a problem. Exactly. Some people are finding God through um, people preaching online and whatnot. But there are still so many negatives. I mean, there was that movie that came out. Have you seen it? It was on Netflix. It was a documentary about like, what is the name of that? Do you remember the name of that movie? Cyber? Uh, We need a Jamie. Jamie, look this up. Just joking
0: um oh yeah you okay, guys I'll look know it up. the
1: movie or oh yeah if you don't mind looking it up because i do want to mention it so there was a movie that goes so they do know what they're doing making things addictive um, is it
0: the social dilemma the social
1: dilemma yep so everybody should watch that documentary that's your homework um and mm-hmm. it is it like they do it is on purpose here's the thing yes. it goes back to what we've discussed many a time Do you legislate morality? Is this something the government needs to be involved in? Or is this something that we need to use our um, self-control in? You know, Mm. does the government have, like, is their goal to stop these corporations? And then stop them from, like, from what? You know, Mm. maybe I just need to have it explained a little bit more to me, but, you know, stop them from making it more addictive. Now, how do they, you know like stop them yeah what they did is they did research they have psychology. like they have purposely made everything addictive like let's let's be honest and i wouldn't say that these are moral people and you guys Mm don't have anyway i wouldn't say these are moral people they Mm -hmm. you know the whole art purposely made these things addictive they purposely made them argument about like facebook is now the public square so you should be able to say whatever you want to say on it they purposely made themselves that that because i mean they get trillions I'm sure trillions of dollars through this Mm -hmm. through having their um their social media the thing is though like is 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 everything that's going on with the children is that their fault is it their fault indirectly absolutely is it their fault or is it their fault morally I would say yes is Mm -hmm. it their fault legally that I'm just not sure if that's
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: think, you know, what they always say is like we, as parents, you guys have got to be on top of this. And I'm sure it's difficult. Like, I know, I remember like, and we didn't have like this big thing like it is now. I remember in middle school, everybody had a MySpace and my parents would not let me get a MySpace. And then to top it all off, we <laughs> went to the library to use the computer. We had a computer at home, but I guess they turned off the internet somehow, but I just know we couldn't access the internet on our computer, so we had to go to the library. So we certainly couldn't make a mm-hmm. MySpace there. So I just remember everybody around me had a MySpace and I was so mad. I remember they got a cell phone before me and I was just like so upset. And I, I remember um when I finally got the cell phone and I was super excited to give people's number and I had to leave it downstairs. And you know, these are mm-hmm. things that like I remember being so mad at my parents and you know I would never tell them to their face. But this was a those were good boundaries to have. I'll I'll give them that, you know. As mm-hmm. the kids say, they ate a little bit. They they ate that. Um <laughs> like those were good. Those are good boundaries to have. And I think that that's important. Now I'm sure it's even harder now because I'm sure kids at like eight years old have Facebooks. So it's hard to tell your like, you know, 15 year old, no, you're not going to get a Facebook. I didn't get a Facebook until I was a senior in high school. And I think part of the reason was because that was how people were finding their roommates in college. And I guess they just couldn't hold off anymore my brother got one that same year so that's the other thing to everyone listening if you're a parent make sure even you are being consistent because i remember i couldn't do stuff Mm -hmm. so i got to a certain age but all of a sudden the boy a year younger than me could weird i don't know anyway Mm -hmm. um all that to say though like we really gotta start putting up these boundaries and like be the parent now i'm saying this as not a parent so i'm not going to that's, that's where I'm drawing the line at like trying to tell people how to quote unquote parent, because I can't say to mm-hmm. do that. But I just think, you know, use discernment. Freeman, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think not only is it up to the parents to use discernment, I think it's also up to the student. I mean, students are smart enough, I think I have faith to recognize that there are there is a lot of harm that that this technology can produce. So I think I don't think it's totally even necessarily the parent's responsibility. I think it's also the child's responsibility. If the child has the capability of being on social media, they should also have the capability of understanding its risks and its benefits. Yeah. And I think – I don't think there should be a strict age limit on when parents are enforcing or whatever. And I'm like you. I don't think that we should even be telling parents how to parent. Because every child is different. So if you feel like your child understands the risks associated with social media, then I think that's okay. I think if you can tell your child is not quite mature enough to grasp those concepts, that's okay. Let's just wait a little bit. I don't, so I don't think it's necessarily only on the parents. I think it's also on the child to have that maturity and, and awareness. I I also feel like it's up to parent. I, I also feel like it's up to teachers and coaches and aunts and grandparents who are in this area. And I mean, heck, it's teacher suing right now. So, it's absolutely something that I think teachers need to be thinking about. But it does make me think like even if there is a social media company that is explicitly targeting your child and wants to make a profit off of your child cyberbullying or giving them anorexia or gender dysphoria like even if they're specifically targeting your child and and creating those unhealthy situations will involve them making a profit even if such an evil company existed I still feel like social media is a tool, and how we use that tool is up to us. Mm,
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Because we can't assign – I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's this mentality of assigning morality to social media, to guns, to drugs, to alcohol, and it's not – that this thing exists that is good or bad it's how we use it it's Mm. the meaning behind it it's the value my wedding ring the fact that it exists isn't good or bad it is a object how i use it whether i use it to tell the world that i'm taken or if i use it to punch throw at my husband and hurt him and stab him in the eye you see what i'm saying yeah yeah so however how we use these tools is what matters but the fact that the tool exists isn't really up for a moral debate i this is good
1: that that (laughs) is good thanks no that's such a valid point it is just a tool because i think
0: i think it's a poor worksman or a poor workman who blames his tool Mm. you know when he's failing Take that at, CMS. At what? I said take that CMS,
1: just joking. They're not listening. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but like when when we're not getting the results we want, instead of looking introspectively, we would much rather as a society blame inanimate objects, right? We want to blame guns for killing people and sure. That is a huge tool that we're using in a bad way. But also, how we're using that tool. Yeah. You know, drugs. Okay. Drugs can be used for good. They can be used to help anesthesia. They can give us pain relief. They can also, we can also get drugged out and kill people. Yeah. It's how we use the tool. And I think it's time for... I think schools, parents, teachers, and yes, children and students, to take responsibility for allowing, you know, social media to get this bad. So I'm not so long story short, I'm not sure. I really agree with blaming social media for. And I think we well, maybe we're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think we are. You know, too. those of us, those of us that are like angry at social media for causing this mental health crisis and those of us that are saying it's not really the fact that it exists but it's how we're using it Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe it's a distinction without a difference but I do want to make that distinction that ultimately our freedom our free will is what makes or breaks it yeah I
1: think that is such a Good, like I mean honestly, thinking of it as a tool is such a good point and you it was so on the nose about how we want to as people we want to blame everything around us instead of like yeah looking inside and being like, okay, this is something in me is causing me to do X, y and z and I need to fix that. And I think that yeah, you know as the because when your child is in your home, You're the parent. And as the parent, I think it's your job to model the idea of let's look Mm -hmm. to see, okay, my daughter has been on TikTok for six hours today. She's not gone (laughs) outside. And now we're at the dinner table and she's not eating. She's saying she's fat when she's like a size two. Mm. So I think it is your job to say, yes, TikTok, that's not right. But then, okay, what was it in her that triggered her type of thing like that what mm-hmm. what you're saying that's what I'm thinking, like even amongst myself, some of the things that I even see, like when I get upset or quote unquote triggered from something, I need to look to see like what in me is upsetting me, what do I yeah. have to face um that's good that's a why good did that analysis. strike a chord in me? yeah, yeah, that's a good analysis, and thank you. Speaking of parents and children online and social media, social media, we have like a sister article, I guess you could say, to what we said. Mm -hmm. And this is from ABC 7 Chicago. Starting next year, child influencers can sue if earnings aren't set aside, says Illinois law. Illinois Mm. is the first state in in the U.S. to ensure child social media influencers are compensated for their work. Posting social media pictures and videos of your child is a popular move right now, but if you're an influencer doing it and you're making money off of it, you're going to have to start paying your child. Illinois became the Mm -hmm. first state in the nation to pass a law establishing earning protections for minors who are featured in online videos. State Senator David Kohler of Perea sponsored the bill, which Governor J.B. Pritzker signed into law last Friday. And it will go into effect July 1st, 2024, quote, the rise of social media has given children new opportunities to earn a profit. Kohler said in an email press release after the bill was signed, many parents have taken this opportunity to pocket the money while making their children continue Mm. to work in these digital environments, Mm. end quote. The idea of the law, which covers children under the age of 16, featured in a monetized online platform, includes video blogs, also known as blogs, that's so funny, was uh. brought to Colour by a 15-year-old in his district, the Democratic senator says. That's so cute. Wow. I guess it's not cute. That was, it was probably a serious thing. Anyway, I'm sorry, 15-year-old. Besides coordinated dances and funny toddler comments, <laughs> family <laughs> vlogs nowadays, nowadays, may share intimate details of their child's lives, their grades, potty training, illnesses, mm-hmm. misbehaviors, first periods, for countless strangers mm-hmm. to view. Brand yeah. details featuring the internet darlings can reap tens of thousands of dollars per video. But so far, mm-hmm. there are minimal regulations for the share, sharenthood industry. Sharent, as in like sharing hood industry. Which expert. Experts say can cause serious harm to children. So I like to go first, but before I have a question to ask you. Before I do that, I want to say uh, something really quick. I think this is really interesting, and Freeman, can mm-hmm. you look up really quick? Um, who is the kid that the kid that makes the most money on YouTube playing with toys? Maybe just Google kid who makes the most money on YouTube playing with toys, and if you can find the kid's name and then how much he makes, this. There are kids who do super random things and are being watched by other kids, and I'm sure some adults, Um, and they're making millions of dollars, and they might not ever see a dime of that.
0: That is crazy. I've got, I've got Ryan Kaji9 yes. earns $29.5 million dollars. As this year's highest paid YouTuber. Twenty-nine. And you're saying it's possible he may not see a dime.
1: It's possible
0: he may never see a dime. Because before. a nine-year-old can't have a bank account. Correct.
1: I'll tell you, well, that's not true. He'll see the the um he'll see it as his parents' new house, his dad's new car, his mom's new car, but he's not gonna see it for himself. That's probably a better way to explain it. Um
0: twenty-nine
1: point, what was it? Five point five million. That is so much money for a nine-year-old. Um, So I think this is good for, for the kids. I mean, there are some... So I personally don't like that family vlog thing. Like, even sometimes people, like, on Instagram will pop up my reels, and it's this couple. You, I'm sure you guys have seen them. They're a uh, mixed. The mom is white, the dad's black, and they have two girls and a boy. And I try to turn it every single time because I don't want to support Because sometimes they get a little, they show the kids too much, but gosh darn it, they're funny Um, Mm. and a little corny. So sometimes I do watch it, but I really don't like to watch with kids. There's even like this little girl, um, this dad, I can't even remember the name, but they come up sometimes on my TikTok for you page. And I try to scroll, but the little girl is so funny. He asked her, what do you do if someone comes and um, asks at the playground and says hey can you help me find my puppy she said ask him uh she said something like um I have to ask them if I can get into their car to help or something like that and he's like no oh. no stop stop she doesn't understand don't let oh, her out oh
0: gosh
1: it's like silly things like that that are like funny and like, mm-hmm. like cute and adorable but I'm also like oh, I don't think you should be putting your kids I-, I don't know I don't know so I'm gonna ask you Freeman I'm gonna paint a picture Five years from now, those are the girls. We have a uh building where we operate out of. We have a, a really nice pink studio. My half it's actually split in half. My half is super pink, your half is um very European chic. It's, uh, <laughs> you can tell, and like on the screen you can see it's like two halves of being a girl pretty much. And um <clears throat> we have that. We are um donating you have a baby girl now millions of tampon women okay um you and andy's obviously you have a baby girl now and you have a hundred thousand followers on instagram and every day people log on to see what is freeman doing now do you Mm. post baby girl on instagram
0: Um, maybe in the form of like a family photo and I can definitely see myself doing like a close friend story if she was doing something funny. I can't really see myself a hundred thousand followers. I mean, I only have like 900 followers right now and I'm pretty sure I only have like 40 active followers. (laughs) So I wouldn't really have a problem doing it today just because the truth is like I really firmly believe only like. Max 150 people keep up with me? Max. Yeah. You're so funny. If I had a hundred thousand people that actually kept up with me. Um that's a really good question. I I might in the form of a family thing, but I would definitely wouldn't. Well you I don't think I would post just her. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I really don't know. So I've thought of this um, many a time. Uh huh.
1: And I think I would do similar to what you're saying. I definitely would post like family photos, um, up until a point. Oh no, I I would post family photos until, let's say, she's like, "Hey, I really don't like being in pictures." Then after we go to the doctor to figure out like why is she acting like. I'm just joking. (laughs) <laughs> um, it would shock me if a child of mine did not want to be in a picture, but you know, everybody's different. Um, so I would not put her in a picture. Like if she doesn't want to, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I do. So I was listening to the spillover last week and Benny Johnson, who was a commentator, conservative commentator, who I, he's not my, I'm not his target market. He does a lot of Gen Z type humor that I don't find funny. Um, But he is a proud father, and um, he said that he posts his daughters because he thinks he's someone who promotes a traditional family. He thinks that um, Mm -hmm. it's really good to have a mom, dad, and the child, and, like, it's important to show that that's great. And as a man, it's important to show that he's excited and he's happy about it. Like, to show young men, because, you know, right now, the cool thing is to have a nice car and a bunch of girls, But he's Mm -hmm. trying to show that, like, no, the cool thing is to have a loyal wife that loves you and a bunch of kids when you run home. And he said, like, Mm -hmm. what, like, he can't just say it if he's not, like, showing it. You know what I mean? And when he said that, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I, I like that. Like, I, I, so I would post my kids, but I definitely, I'll tell you a line that I would draw. Like, you know, if my kid's having a tantrum, I don't think that's funny. Totally. Um. when oh it's my daughter's first period that's weird that's creepy you wouldn't be posting that yeah you know, if my daughter let's say she does ballet like I probably wouldn't post her recital pictures maybe like at the end you know when the dad gives her the flowers that's what my dad would do like give me the flowers yeah. and then we do like a, a picture and everything and then you're like in your jacket and you're still wearing your leotard but like you know you're like oh
0: so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't post yeah. that,
1: but I wouldn't post like, oh, this is, if I had a big follow, I think that's another key thing too. If I had a big following, I wouldn't do that.
0: I'd be more thoughtful and careful.
1: Yeah. I do think like, you know, smaller followings, it's not that big of a deal. I know that there's some celebrities that have like Facebooks, for example, that are just like completely private, they literally only their family. Because another thing that's so great about Facebook is you know, my parents don't have Facebook, which is like probably one of the most annoying things. I want to get them one so badly because whenever <laughs> anything happens in my family, they'll post it on Facebook and then I have to relay it to my parents. But that's one of the good things. <laughs> that's one of the good things about Facebook, though, is like, you know, they might not. So uh, one of my aunts had like a health scare. Maybe they couldn't text everybody all at once. It's good
0: mm-hmm. picture or just a
1: post. This is what's going on. And, you know, that then I could tell my family, you know, so I, that's one of the positives about social media that could be good. So I can understand maybe having um like a private one as, you know, as you grow and whatnot. Um, But, you know, the idea of just some of the stuff that these celebrities or even these influencers are putting their kids is just, I mean, it's Crazy to me. Talking about your child's first period. Talking about your child having behavior problems at school. They don't want people to know that. That's so awful. So I'm glad that they will at least get
0: money out of it. I mean, it'll pay for their therapy probably. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree that it's a it's a good move. I think it boils down to the question: Do we own our children? Like, are our children our property? Because I think if so, then technically any income the child brings in belongs to the parent because the parent owns the child. So if you have the mentality that you own your child, then sure. If you're of the mentality that we're two individual beings with equal value and dignity then i would say no it's not it wouldn't be acceptable to take what they made and pocket it just as it wouldn't be acceptable for them to take what you've made and pocket it now there's obviously a give and take because a parent is doing like literally everything for this child this child would die right but i i wonder this a lot like are children property you know yeah
1: i i understand let's let's figure out a a, a better way to word that because i understand what you're where you're coming from because Mm -hmm. our our is the right thing because like our children when we say children are our are the parents responsibility no that's not a good way to word it either i'm trying to think i mean i guess maybe property
0: because i would say no yeah a human being is never property now is there a hierarchy is there a responsibility involved are there things that one individual are there rights that one individual has to sacrifice sure like i don't think that makes you property though like It's also an interesting question, if we are two two equally valuable, equally dignified individuals, how is it possible that one person has to forfeit rights, right, to watch television after 11, the right to a phone, the right to property, you know what I'm saying? But obviously, we do acknowledge that there is a hierarchy. And- A parent does have a right to withhold certain rights. But my question is, within this context, how far can that go? How far can a parent withhold their child's rights? And what rights? And
1: I'm just also thinking of this. What is the, like, how are they going to enforce this law? I remember, um, actually, I don't remember where I heard this, but the saying is like, a law is only as good as it's enforceable. So like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and you know, I'll use opening mail. For example, I low key hate when one of my parents passes me the mail and it's been open. Technically that's a legal offense. Am I going to go uh... to my police, to the police officer and go, hello, sir, my, uh, Dad keeps opening my mail, arrest this man. No, come on. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be real. My
0: mail from (laughs) humanlifealliance.org. Right,
1: right. When yeah, exactly. So, like, is is that like is this even enforceable? And then I'm guessing what they'll probably have to do Mm -hmm. is like then maybe they'll like lower the age that you can have a bank account. I'm guessing, maybe. And then you know Yeah. But then what if your kids in it for just 10 minutes? and then right do and how do you monetize that how do you monetize that do you calculate okay they were in it for 10 minutes so they only get 30 percent of this video you know so like it that's yeah. a hard thing to regulate and it's a hard thing to enforce and if you're you're not going to sue your parents like you know you're just not going to sue your parents so i mean what are they unless you're Mark- michael or oh yeah unless you're unless you're michael or You're not going to sue your parents. Well, no, no, you're not going to sue the people who have a um, a conservatorship over you. (laughs) Remember, they didn't even adopt him. He just had a conservatorship. So (laughs) anyway, I just, I don't like, how do you even enforce this? I I think it's a good thing.
0: I think better safe than sorry. Don't monetize your child. Yeah. Like if you're, if you were making like. Well, go ahead no go ahead now that i said that well i was gonna say like i get there they're totally there are totally god pleasing ways to monetize your child if you want to post your child praying because you're selling a children's prayer book sure but if this is something that you and i are like well how are they gonna force it well what well what, what? yeah easier safe than sorry yeah I think it's I it's
1: the intimate details that I have the problem with. Like, okay, the little mm-hmm. girl <laughs> thinking to go, like, you have to ask the adult if they have a car to, to help them find the puppy. Like, that's silly and funny. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, if I was an adult or if I was in high school, I'd be like, oh, I said that. That's kind of funny, you know? Yeah. Those type of things are like, oh, okay, that's kind of sweet and innocent. But then, you know, there's also the... Also
0: act- kind of embarrassing, but it's okay. You're my parent. Right. But there's also... Funny home videos.
1: Exactly, exactly. But there's also this aspect of, like, um, you know, she already has... Her digital footprint has already started without her even really realizing that. Um, There's that aspect of it. you
0: think about toddlers who haven't even consented. Right.
1: That, too. That, too. Um, I mean, the Ryan fella, I I mean, what's the point of him even... (laughs) I just... I can't get over $29 million. Like, and he he's he's really not. It's not his.
0: Like I don't see it.
1: There's no way that that's his. I. Maybe his parents put aside a hundred thousand, maybe for college, but that's all that boy is going to see personally. Like, well, hey, that's. I mean,
0: that's more than I
1: have. No, I mean that. No, I'm not knocking that. But like, if I woke up one day and my parents were like, okay, I'm sorry, we have to show you something, and then we look back and they're there was one year as child to made $29 million. Cause the thing is this gravy, like he's, it's not going to last forever. YouTube is probably going to be here forever, but like, you know, kids playing with toys, is not going to always be popular. There's going to be phases yeah. and stuff like that. So like eventually that money's going to run, or he's not going to be making as much and it's going to run out. I just can't imagine like, you know, waking up one day. and you're like, oh, Yeah. Yeah. I used to make, well, thanks mom and dad. It's time for me to make a house, to get a house. Can I have some of that? Now I'm on the
0: decline. Right. I peaked when I was nine. I mean, yeah. So yeah, that's,
1: let us know what you guys think. Would you put your kids on social media? And then I guess the next question is like, how, how much? Cause once again, like the little story that's kind of funny, you know, playing with the toys, I don't think that's mm-hmm. that bad. I think, um, if I remember correctly, his story, they just were like, oh, this is so funny. You're going to play with toys. So cute. Look at him. And then all of a sudden, like, it just blew up. And then, you know, obviously, they turn it into a bunch of other things. Now, I think he, like, is the king of Toyland or something. I don't know. Tons of things with that child. Um, So, like, you know, there's that innocent. But then, you know, when you think of all of those family vloggers... And I don't want to say this family, because, you know, everybody, Christian loves them. And I don't think they're necessarily wrong. But, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, please take your crying child and comfort them. Like, this is a little much. Mm. You know, when you pretend like you're, you, anyway, I won't say it. Yeah. I actually like them. And if they would, were to come on, I would love to have them on. Um, I just think that sometimes they're inappropriate. But, anyway. Um, yes, s- we all are. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, I'm just joking. Uh, No, no, no. We can all make mistakes. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, we all make mistakes. So if you had your kid out or, you know, your daughter had her first period. Because that's the one that I'm just hung up on. Like, I'm sorry. I I know. I'm hung up on that because that's such a personal, intimate time that no random stranger should have any clue or inkling about. That is yeah. just, I can't even imagine. Or like your child is having a mental health crisis and you think, oh, now this is some content. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Or those videos you've seen with the people, they put the, have the egg hit their child. Have you seen those videos? They're like, Mm-mm. okay, we're going to crack an egg now. And the kids think they're just recording a cute little video for their friends. And then like, let's say this is a child, the mic is a the child. They'll have the egg and they'll be like, Whoop hit the child in the head with an egg and they're like <laughs> that's not cute that's not funny like i don't know there's just
0: huh yeah
1: anyway so last thing we want to talk about is um i saw this tweet and it was also a um uh a- podcast episode that lila rose did if you scroll the way down um she talked about toxic femininity versus true femininity and i thought that was Mm -hmm. really cool and we talk about femininity a lot on this podcast and we talk about like how do we define it and i really love what she said so i think this is going to be our like when we're talking about femininity this is what we're going to be talking about this is i love the way she defined this and i'll link the podcast episode it's a really good episode So this is what she says, toxic femininity is. Everybody listen. It's the all about me. It's rejecting children. It's using beauty to deceive and incite lust. Love that line. Mm -hmm. It sees men as enemies or conquest. It puts Mm -hmm. other women down and it weaponizes emotion. This is toxic femininity, which is a real thing. We talk about toxic masculinity all the time, but there is toxic femininity. Mm There's true femininity. Independent, focused on love. I'm sorry. Interdependent, focused on love. Embraces children. Uses beauty to inspire and heal. Collaborative with men, not competitive. Mm -hmm. Celebrates other women the summer of barbie pursues virtue and honor. Love it. Wow. Love, love, love. When we're thinking femininity on this podcast, this is pretty much what we mean. Interdependent, focused on love, embracing children, uses beauty to inspire and heal. And I want to talk about that for 2 seconds. I really love that cuz I think that um you know, ever since the fall of Eve, fall of Adam, um Women, God has made women beautiful. Women, all of our, um, Mary Kay said this on her episode when she was on the podcast, all of our sexual organs were on the inside. We're a mystery. We are different than men. And we can use this beauty in a positive way to inspire and heal or to deceive and and, and incite lust. Um Delilah, yeah. from the Bible versus Esther, oh wow, I just made that good, okay, <laughs> Delilah from the Bible used her beauty to trick Samson, and because of that, you know, Samson cut his hair, lost his strength. Esther from the Bible used her beauty, and she won the beauty contest to become queen. And because she was so beautiful, the king listened and respected her. And she saved Mm. her people. She saved Mm -hmm. the the Israelites. So, the Jews. So, you guys, like, your beauty can do one or two things. Are you a Delilah or are you an Esther? That's the question for this week. Are you a Delilah or are you an Esther? How do you inspire yeah. and heal? We can talk about that on another episode, but that's just something to think about. Are you using your beauty to inspire and to heal or are you using it to deceive and incite lust? Okay. Collaborate with men and not competitive. I think this is something naturally we, in our society culture today, we have to fight against. We have to fight hmm. against being competitive with men. We are creative for a purpose. We have great skill sets that are wonderful and beautiful. And men have their own. No need to compete. Uh, celebrate mm-hmm. other women. I think, like I said, summer of Barbie. It is. You just want to be a girls' girl. I'll leave it at that. We can do another episode on that. Pursue virtue mm-hmm. and honor. Mm-hmm. love it. So these are. I just love that she laid these out. We can. Ooh, it'd be fun to do an episode really breaking down all of these toxic and. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that in the near future. Um. But yeah, let us know, are you a Delilah or an Esther? If you're a Delilah, I hope you keep listening and I hope that we can help God the Holy Spirit work through you to become an Esther.
0: I think we I think we all have both. I mean, I know at work, I don't always celebrate other women. I know I find myself competing with other women to get more tables or to get more tips or you know, to work the hardest, to work the fastest, to be the teacher's pet. You know, I think, I don't think it's necessarily that we're good or bad, but maybe in what ways do, have you experienced toxic femininity? In what ways do you exude toxic femininity? And in what ways have you been working on true femininity? Yes,
1: I agree. I do feel like I guess I'd have to see what you mean. So I'm just going to agree with what you said.
0: I think there are elements. I mean, yes, overall, someone's good, someone's probably bad. Like overall, but I think an an interesting question would also be in what ways are we both? In what ways do we have that toxic femininity yeah. and in what ways are we really embracing true femininity?
1: I feel I guess what I mean is kind of like the example you gave with your coworkers. I think you can be competitive like it's a job you got to pay your bills so I think it's okay but then at the same time like I guess this is another like a good thing like thinking more about this you have Mm -hmm. to pay your bills so you do want to you know for example get that table so then you have
0: to for sure and I think it's a problem I think it's a problem when other women say well you're greedy for wanting a table or wanting that's not true femininity true femininity is wanting that girl next to you to get that money you know you want to help her with her table make sure her tables are taken care of yes
1: yes you want your sister to get the money but you also want to make sure that you
0: hmm this is interesting so, no, it's not it's not an either right, or okay, okay, it's right. not yeah. either you get money or I get money. right it's, it's a- we can both be successful tonight and you may be making a little more money than me is not a failure on my okay, part. Yes. I'm congratulating you for for getting lucky and the
1: toxic would be just I'm getting it none for you but a positive exactly. be- Let's either or do it. yes. Okay. Yes, both and versus either or. Yes, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, you still have to pay your bills. So yes, that makes for a sure. lot more sense. For sure. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Makes sense. No, don't
0: throw yourself under the bus Yeah. for anyone. One thing but, that I... but encourage one another. Exactly.
1: And one thing that I just kind of on that throwing yourself under the bus thing, I learned this. I don't know where I learned it. But one thing that's really important is we have to remember that like, we have to be able to help others. We also have to be helping ourselves. Like we, when you are a lifeguard, not even when you're on the plane, they say, put your mask yep. on before you put on someone else's. Yep. So, you know, one thing that. Yep. Yeah. So just remember that. So that's just a side note on that. For sure. Um, I think that's it. Anything else that you want to talk about?
0: No, I loved ending on that. That's that's a great thing for me to walk away thinking about this, uh, the rest of this week and into the next week. Just how am i how am I working with my coworkers? That stuck out to me. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Lila. You're also welcome on the podcast.
1: Um, I will try to do an oops. The as mentioned earlier, I'm gonna try to do oops spoilers this weekend. Um, I tried to watch Aquaman we're logged out of the Disney Plus on the TV and it's my brother's friends. So I've been trying to get him to ask his friend to give me the the login because it's on Disney Plus. It's not even a Disney movie. Otherwise, I'd have Mm. to pay. I don't necessarily know if I want to pay to watch the movie. So, you guys, Um, ideally I will be doing Aquamarine Blue spoilers this weekend. Um, And like I said, we have last Tuesday's episode and then we have a cool, fun Tuesday episode coming up with Savannah. And we're talking about whatever podcast boo whatever podcast um so that's just a little preview about what's going to happen on that if you enjoyed this episode make sure you like rate review comment and subscribe and you need to tell all your friends Tell all your friends about this podcast um like i said saturdays we just go over some of the cool things that happened this week tuesdays we do fun interviews they can be serious they can also be very lighthearted. um yeah So have a good day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye.